I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Civil liberties. Do they really matter? The Justice Department, the federal government in general, It's not good there, and I'll tell you why. And finally, quite a parade. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. I'm sure by now you've seen the comments from Attorney General Barr yesterday. Comments heard around the world. All the lefties are screaming. Half the Republicans, oh, I'm so scared you shouldn't say that. Here's what he said. We're about to discuss it. Putting a national lockdown 
stay-at-home orders is like house arrest. It's, the, it's, the, it's, you know, other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint, this is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history. Of course he's right. I mean, he's right. And didn't that get lost in all this? And you've heard me tell you a million times, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring you down, but I believe this to be true, so I tell you. You've heard me tell you a million times, I believe we're in the ending stages of our empire. I don't know exactly what that means time-wise. No, the United States isn't going away tomorrow. Probably won't see the end of it in my lifetime. But I believe, you know, empires rise and empires go down. And I believe we are most definitely on that downhill swing. And part of the reason why is the coronavirus stuff. And it's not necessarily about the virus specifically. You've heard me scream at you in the television set a thousand times about how idiotic those lockdowns were and this is stupid and that's dumb and he's definitely stupid. I'm not doing that right now. I believe it was reflective of who we are. Who we are now. Not who we were, but who we are now. America has always had a rebellious spirit. And look, countries have cultures. I know the leftists has, have spent generations trying to tell you that there is no American culture. We're, we're multicultural. Oh, we're just a nation of immigrants. Or what, oh, that's crap. None of that stuff's grounded in reality. America has a culture, had a culture. We are a culture that was founded on Judeo-Christian values. I don't care if that offends you. That's really not my concern at all. We were. I don't care what you believe, but that's what we were founded on. Judeo-Christian values and the government cannot tell you what to do. That second thing made us so unique. And because we were founded by a rebellion, a revolution, whatever you want to call it, and then put into law, government cannot tell you what to do, that has been our culture. It's in our DNA, and it's been passed down. Inherently, Americans, when told to do something by an authority figure, they don't do things they do in other nations. And I've been to other nations and seen this, and I found it was so odd, and then I thought, oh, of course I'm an American. When other nations, people in other nations are told to do things, they say, okay, yes, sir, all right, I'll do it. Americans instinctively say, no, make me. You can't do that, no. Now, don't get me wrong, let me clarify. There's still a lot of that here. You see things like the gun sales during the corona lockdown stuff. Long before the Black Lives Matter Antifa riots, or Antifa riots, gun sales were going through the roof. Government was getting a lot more authoritarian, and Americans were heading to the gun store. So you see little streaks of it. But for the most part, we've lost that in our DNA. It got watered down generation after generation educated in government schools in what? Well, a whole lot of America sucks curriculum and not a whole lot of America's awesome because government can't tell you what to do here. And what, what has that bred? That has bred a society of people who do things when government tells them to do. Whatever you feel about coronavirus, maybe you're one of, maybe you're somebody like me who thinks it's clearly a deadly disease, but one that's going to work its way through society anyway, get back out there, march on, we'll deal with it as best we can. Maybe you're one of these people who's deathly afraid of it, you believe all the dark black plague stuff, 
and you think we should all hide inside with masks on and things like that. And look, if that's what you believe, fine. But whatever you believe, that doesn't matter. What you should believe and what we should come together on as Americans is this. The government, at any level, does not have the authority to make you close your business, to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. How did we lose that? When did we lose that? That's what shocks me. You heard me yell about it from the beginning. Uh, government's telling people to go home. Shut down your business. Shut yours down. Oh, this entire industry shut down. All of you shut down and everybody just going, okay, well, I'm going to go home and watch some Netflix. Let me know whenever I'm allowed to go back to work. Thank you, master. Appreciate it. When did we become that? How did we become that? The appropriate answer when the government tells you to close down your business is go screw yourself. I'll be opening. The government does not have the authority here in the United States of America to shut down your business, tell you how to run your business. They just do not. Just before I came on the show, somebody sent me an article, jaw-dropping, supposed Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, today just announced that he's giving some more businesses permission to expand their capacity. No, 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 not 100%. I didn't say you could do that. I am the governor, after all. No, you can't open yet. You can stay open, allow a few more people. Oh, no, not that many people, just a few more people. Go screw yourself. Who the hell do you think you are? You're the governor. You're not a feudal lord. You're not a king. America is not like anywhere else. They can't tell you that here. They don't have permission to do so. We fought a rebellion specifically because they were telling people what to do and how to do it too often and then enshrined in a piece of paper that nobody in this country will ever tell you how to do that again. And yet, people were doing it. People were doing it. Open up your business. Screw them. They're not coming to stop all of you. I know what you're thinking, oh, but they're going to they're gonna come stop. Maybe. Maybe they'll get a few of you. If you all open up, what are they going to do? They're going to shut up and learn their place again. And their place again is working for you and working for me. And I saw this video yesterday, and I will tell you, at first, I rolled my eyes, and then I had a thought. Here it is. Take off your mask! Take off your Okay, one, that's dumb. Don't participate in something like that. Go open your business, but that, that's just dumb. But you're going to see a lot more of it. And maybe that's a good thing. Am I allowed to look at videos like that and kind of roll my eyes and think, oh, that seems kind of stupid and juvenile? Running through, yelling, making an idiot out of yourself. It seems kind of dumb. I'd never do it. If I ever caught one of my sons doing it, we would have a long, long chat. But at the same time, I kind of like that there's a little of that spirit left. Maybe we should like that there's a little of that, that spirit left. Maybe, just maybe, 
We could use a lot more of it. And I don't know what to tell you. I've been as patient as humanly possible. And I know what you're saying, you're not, that I'm not very patient. Okay, that's fair. But I've been as patient as humanly possible with Republicans throughout this. Obviously, you know, I tend to be hard on them because they're all we've got, trying to get them to buck up a little bit. And then, here's Donald Trump. Masks have problems, too. And I talked about the masks have to be handled very gently, very carefully. Uh, I see that in restaurants, there are people with masks, and they're playing around with their mask, and they have it, their fingers are in their mask, and then they're serving with plates. I mean, I think there's a lot of problems with masks. No, vaccine is much more effective than the masks. And if we get the vaccine, we have uh, added to the fact that our numbers are going way down. Okay, uh, look, I, I like what he said about the mask. It's totally true. Totally true. You know it's true. It's embarrassing. You have people waiting tables with gloves on, gloves that they don't change or change like once an hour. Well, what good does that do? Just use your hands. That's not protecting anybody or the mask. You've seen it. What do you do when you have to wear one? We have these idiotic mask requirements because of our idiot Governor Abbott. What am I doing every time I have to put the stupid thing on to go into the grocery store? I'm pulling it down and I'm rubbing it. And then I get in my truck, I'm getting my pickup and I throw it in the center console. And, you know, God only knows what kind of trash my boys have stuffed down there and trash they have on their fingers and they're tearing it. Don't tell me that's some kind of medical mask keeping the germs out. It's ridiculous. So he's right about the masks. But the vaccine's more effective? I mean, I hope he was talking about a vaccine, and I certainly hope he's not going to start pushing out there that there already is one that you should really trust. You do what you want to do with your body. I've seen you people walking around with neck tattoos and stuff. So your body's your business. If you think you're pumping a vaccine into me that's been this quickly produced, you have another thing coming. I was, re- to- I was told repeatedly by medical professional after medical professional at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, which was what, April? I was told repeatedly that it takes at least 14 months to have a vaccine go through the phases it has to go through. I'm not a medical professional. I can't speak to that, but I was told that repeatedly. Well, if we started in, let's see, uh, April, May, June, July, August, September. Hmm. We rushed one through in half the time? You you genuinely expect me to take that? And here's what they're going to do. And this is the big advantage the leftists have with this vaccine. Well, with everything now. You see, they won the culture war. You know that. They, they, they won the culture war. They're not winning it. They won it. It's over. They have complete control of everything now, including America's corporations and others. And so what are they going to do? Well, they're not going to pass a national vaccine requirement. That would probably run into quite a few hiccups in Congress. But what they'll do is just freeze you and I out of society until you take one. Oh, no, 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 it's not the law. That would be, that would be unconstitutional. Absurd. I mean, you can't grocery shop without one. Oh, no, no, your kid's not going to school without one. Whoa, you tried to book a flight? Where's your proof of vaccine? That's what they'll do. That's what they always do. Win wars, don't lose them and definitely not lose the culture war. 
all that has made all that may have made you uncomfortable but i'm right now you know what makes me comfortable grilling things i like to eat meat you know what sucks cleaning it when i'm done i hate cleaning my grill and so i do the lazy thing and i know you do it too don't lie you get done cooking you take your stuff off the grill you grub and it's time to go out and cook it and, and clean the grill off and you just turn all the burners up as high as you can and sit there and let it get really hot, turn it off and just scrape it a little bit and call it good. You know there's a better way, right? And frankly, a more enjoyable way. It's called Grill Blazer. They have this grill gun. Now the grill gun is multi-use. You can use it to light the grill, light campfires, light a bunch of things, and you can use it to clean the grill not just the center grates where the burners are underneath that inside of your cover i know what it looks like don't lie i know what it looks like i've seen mine all that grease off there it is slick as can be go get a grill gun from grill blazer go to grillblazer.com right now and get a grill gun make sure you get their indoor gun as well the smaller version for searing meat inside slick as can be i'm making the best steaks i've ever made grillblazer.com that's grillblazer.com do not forget to use the promo code jesse save yourself some money we'll be back what do i always tell you what do i always say on this show don't tell me what you're gonna do show me what you're gonna do don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. I saw this from Senator Lindsey Graham today, and my jaw dropped. I, here he is. The day of reckoning is upon us when it comes to crossfire hurricane. James Comey has agreed to appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee on September the 30th without a subpoena. I appreciate Mr. Comey coming before the committee. He will be respectfully treated, but ask hard questions. We're negotiating with McCabe, Mr. McCabe. We're hoping to... Day of reckoning. September. My watch says September. Does yours say September? It seems like, man, it almost seems like we're only a month away from the election. And this, these hearings and things, they're going to be September 30th? Man. Well, look, it's okay. Lindsey Graham did, he just found out that the FBI did something illegal. How could he know? Oh, oh, that's right. He's known for like three years. And what is he known for three years? That the federal law enforcement arm under President Barack Obama knowingly used bad information to the FISA court, took that information down to the FISA court, which is a big, big deal, and used that information to get a warrant to spy on the civilian and political opponent of the President of the United States of America, which is by a mile the biggest political scandal in the history of the United States. It makes Watergate look like jaywalking. That is gigantic. He didn't have some staffers break into a hotel and photograph some things. Barack Obama either directed or allowed to happen the Federal Bureau of Investigation to do his spying for him. That is 
It's unreal. It's state police stuff. And what have we had? Three years of talking tough on the news. This is what I'm going to do. The day of reckoning. We've got a day of reckoning coming. What reckoning? What? You're finally, a month before the election, calling in the director of the FBI who oversaw all this a month before the election? He's going to be treated respectfully, obviously. I mean, we play golf together on the weekend. Our lawyers, they, they went to Harvard together. We'll be lunching this weekend in the Hamptons. We certainly can't be rude. Now, don't get me wrong. When I call James in front of the Senate, I'm going to ask him some hard questions he's going to have to answer. Oh, am I going to do anything about it? Oh, no, 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 of course not. But look, the important thing is not actually doing anything if you're a Republican. The important, the important thing is acting like you're going to do something then people think you're gonna. Then you can send out those fundraising emails. I bet, you know what, I should sign up right now just so I can come on the show and make fun of them. I guarantee you, they're probably already sending them out. If not, they're going to. There's gonna be showing up in people's email inboxes. Send $50 to Lindsey Graham to help him stop the corrupt FBI. I guarantee it. I bet you money they'll even attach the video or maybe an article of Lindsey looking very angry as he questions James Comey. And what's going to happen in the end? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. James Comey's going to keep doing his idiotic book tour stuff, TV interviews all over the place. Peter Strzok's going to be out there all over TV still. <laughs> Just a humble civil servant. Why do you think all the scumbags who did all this are all over the television set when everybody knows if you think you're going to be in trouble with the law, you hunker down, lawyer up, and shut up? Because they know they're not going to be in trouble with the law. It's not just that nothing's going to happen. Everyone knows it. As the great George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. I'm disgusted. And I'm disgusted because these Republicans... They're all we've got. We have to rely on these people. No, I won't be impressed by the next show trial. No, I won't come on here when he has his show trial and show you every clip of it and say, man, that was awesome. What a stud, Lindsey Graham. I may show you the clips for entertainment purposes. I'm not impressed. Stop telling me what you're going to do. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. He's gonna testify here. We got a subpoena coming, coming for him. I don't care anymore. Who's going to jail? Oh, nobody? Yeah, that's pretty much what I figured. A.G. Barr, not really wrong about this. Trump uh, was, was unusual. He struck a responsive chord. He won the election as duly elected president. He gave, a, he gave a victory speech that was conciliatory. People should, I say, people should go back and look at his victory speech. It was an olive branch. It was the handout. Let's start working together for the benefit of the American people. And what happened that very day? You know, they started talking about impeachment. He was not a legitimate president. The Russia stuff. He was a pawn of Ru all this stuff from day one. By the book. Huh? By the book. Yeah. Meeting by the book. All and the, and there was the so-called resistance, which is not a proper term to use in our democracy. Uh, you know, instead of loyal opposition, it became actual resistance. There undoubtedly are many people in the government who surreptitiously work to thwart uh, the administration. He's right. He's 100% right. 
and this is the danger. I don't know how we could have prevented it or what we could have done, but when you have over 90% of federal employees voting for the Democratic Party, you're already done. You're already done. You can't take on everybody. But don't worry. Lindsey Graham's calling someone to testify. That'll take care of it. God, jeez. All right, I have to be honest. I have to step away from this stuff sometimes. I get off the show and my blood pressure's through the roof now because of these people. I read. No, I'm not reading uh, textbooks and such. I'm reading spy thrillers, guy stuff. And this Mitch Rapp series that was created by Vince Flynn, it's awesome. It's just uh, American super spy out there killing terrorists and bad guys. Who doesn't love that? And he pulls no punches. This new book, Total Power, I've already finished it. You probably don't even have yours yet. I've already finished it. Maybe the best one of the series, and that's saying a lot. Go buy it. Go buy Total Power today. We'll be back. Joining me now, Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. Cam, I am so excited. It looks like we are finally going to get some justice. I don't know if you've heard, Senator Lindsey Graham is giving out subpoenas. I mean, not today or tomorrow. There's certainly no rush. But September 30th, we're going to have some we're going to have some show trials up there and the in the the videos of it are going to be all over Fox News and man, that's the justice we really need in this country. <laughs> you seem really excited about this, Jesse. Well, Cam, I'll be honest, man. I, I've had enough of this crap. We've had what? 3 years now? We've known about the FBI illegally using information to obtain a FISA warrant to spy on the political opponent of the president of the United States. That's kind of a big deal. And all I get are Fox News hits, man. All I get are threats. All I get are show hearings. Who's going to jail? Show me somebody who's going to jail. The Republicans are completely useless. Democrats will impeach the president of the United States over nothing. Republicans can't be bothered to do anything with clear crimes being committed. Yeah, listen, this is frustrating. And, you know, I think that you are not alone in your anger here. I mean, you go back to the Obama administration when Republicans controlled the House. Uh, and we had, you know, basically eight years of investigations into the Obama administration. I covered Operation Fast and Furious uh, and the hearings over that debacle uh, for years. And even after, you know, Congress held Eric Holder in contempt for failing to turn over documents, it seemed like, you know, it was still just sort of business as usual. Uh, there on Capitol Hill. Meanwhile, you had people who were, you know, angry at the uh, the stonewalling and the obstruction by the Obama administration. But, you know, this is uh, what, what was what's the name of that book that came out a couple of years ago? This town. It, this is one of those this town things, right? And it doesn't matter how uh, infuriated Americans might be; it never seems to really rise to the level of a uh, a true crisis there on Capitol Hill. It doesn't, and and. and... You know, I'm glad you brought that up, this town. It's the truth, but is that is that what we're stuck with now, Cam? So there's never any justice for government malfeasance, especially on the Democrat side. You can do as you please, and the result of that is going to be a six-figure contract with CNN, a million-dollar book deal as you bounce around, and yeah, you might have to testify in front of Lindsey Graham, who will talk tough for 20 minutes, but that's the only consequences? How's that discouraging for the next idiot FBI agent who wants to politicize things? 
Yeah, you know, I, and I don't know that, uh, that that is actually the the status quo going forward. Uh, I mean, you do still have the Durham Pro, but I think also too. I mean, you look at, at some of the Republicans who are running for election this year, Jesse, and this has been an anti-incumbent year. I mean, we've had a number of Republicans, establishment Republicans, who've been knocked out in the primary. Uh, take a look at Colorado's third congressional district, Lauren Boebert, uh, the Republican candidate there. She defeated Scott Tipton, a five-term Republican, uh, in the primary, in part because she said, "Look, he's perfectly fine. It's not that you know he's an awful guy, but he's not out there representing our constituents." Uh, Virginia's fifth congressional district, where I live, also ousted the uh, incumbent uh, Republican Denver Riggleman uh, in favor of a guy named Bob Good as a candidate. And, and we're seeing this around the country. So I think that, no, I think that voters are fed up with the status quo. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't turn around and ship a state on a dime. It does take a little bit of time. And I think that uh, a lot of these fresh faces that are likely to be in Congress next year are probably not going to be quite as amenable to just letting this type of stuff slide. What should be done, Cam? What's the right thing to do? I genuinely, as much of a bad, immoral, dishonorable person as I am, I genuinely don't want every side to put the other side on trial every time. That's really not what I want. I, I really don't want Democrats imprisoned for being Democrats. I don't. However, something has to be done when the federal law enforcement arm chooses to get involved in an election process this way. In my opinion, it has to be something severe, doesn't it? If you don't, the next guy's gonna. What do you think should be done? If Cam was emperor, what would you, how would you handle it? You know, I, I might clean house. I mean, we've, we've seen that before in our nation's history. Back during the 1800s, uh, you got rid of the spoils system. You instituted civil service reform. Uh, it made people really ticked off. This was under the Grant administration. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the powers that be in Washington were not happy about it, but it needed to be done. And, and if it's gotten to the point where things are so bad, where this where, where what we see as corruption is just seen as business as usual in Washington, D.C., and, oh, well, that's just how politics is played, you're, you're right. The American people shouldn't stand for that. Uh, and if I were emperor of the United States, I, I would go in and I'd clean house. I'd probably name you FBI director. How'd you like that, Jesse? <laughs> you know... On that note, I would appreciate that very much, Cam. I would, without question, abuse my powers as, <laughs> as much as humanly possible. But in all seriousness, I think Trump should consider breaking it up. It's that big of a deal. I'm talking about the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Everybody knows that great CIA line from JFK that he supposedly said after the Bay of Pigs that he's going to break the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. If I'm the president of the United States of America, I've just watched my feckless party not be able to do anything to it, and I know that my campaign got spied on illegally, I, play, I, I fire everybody and burn the building to the ground, and I go pee on the ashes. You know, maybe in a second term. I doubt you'll hear uh, Trump say anything about that between now and November, although can you imagine just, I'm trying to imagine like Paul Krugman's reaction to President Trump saying, <laughs> you know what, we're going we're gonna to scrap the FBI. We're going to completely reorganize the Department of Justice. I mean, look, as long as we're talking about getting rid of alphabet agencies, I, I'd make the case that the ATF should go away too. Um, I, you know, and maybe it has gotten to that point where you need that complete restructuring. Uh, if anybody would do it, it would probably be Donald Trump. But again, I, I doubt you'll hear anything about that between now and November 3rd. Cam, how did we get an ATF? Why do we have one? <laughs> uh, good question. So this used to be under the Department of Treasury. 
right? Uh, and it was all about the taxes, man, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. You got to have somebody out there enforcing those uh, tax laws and following the regulations. So this was, it's been around for uh, for quite some time. It was moved under the auspices of the DOJ a few decades ago. Frankly, I think it probably should go away. Uh, I, I keep joking on Twitter that I'm, I'm, I just want to be named to the short list to be the next ATF director because we don't have one. And if I were the ATF director, I would be the last one in history because I would dismantle that organization in like 24 hours. I'd turn it into a chain of uh, convenience stores, just like, uh, you know, your, your local gas station. You just get your alcohol, tobacco, and farms all in one location. <laughs> Cam, all right, we're going to focus on some good news a little bit. I, I've been lamenting the loss of America's, you know, freedom-loving spirit. I just think we've lost that. I think the coronavirus lockdown showed that for the most part. But one thing did get to me. Before the Black Lives Matter Antifa riots and all that scummy stuff, during the coronavirus lockdowns, people were buying guns in droves. And I, maybe wrongly, but I took it as a great sign of there's still a little bit of that American spirit in there, of the government getting a little too big for its bridges. I think I'll head on down to the shop and get some ammo. I think there's some of that. I, I, I think that um, I, I think that most of those gun purchases that we've seen, and look, we've had record high purchases every month since March. Uh, and the only thing that's going to bring those numbers down right now, frankly, is a lack of supply, not a lack of demand. Uh, I think there was real concern about civil unrest. I think the American people knew as soon as these lockdowns were announced, okay, things might go sideways here. And at the time, gun control advocates were saying, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, even, even when economies go bad, generally violent crime doesn't rise. Well, since then, we've, you know, as you know, we've seen uh, shootings and homicides increase in Democrat-controlled cities from coast to coast. Um, these are not legal gun owners that are committing these violent crimes. These are violent criminals who feel emboldened and empowered by the uh, anti-police rhetoric, by the closing of courts, by the emptying of jails. Uh, and we're seeing the results here. But I think the American people were pretty smart and prescient uh, when these lockdown orders came. They, they knew that this was something new. They knew that this was something that was troubling them and, and concerning them. And, you know, they, they wanted that extra bit of security and safety, uh, which is why they have been flocking to gun stores ever since. Cam Edwards, BearingArms.com. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure, Jesse. Or should I say uh, Jesse Edgar Hoover? How about that? It has a nice ring to it, Cam. <laughs> See you, brother. You really need to protect your home title. And while I'm talking, I want you to do something for me. No, I'm not telling you to go buy anything. Don't worry. I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com while I'm talking to you about it and just go register your address to see if you're already a victim. You see, that's why home title theft is so damaging. They get a hold of your home title. It's online. It's digital. They forge your signature on it. They find a lender to loan them money on that title. And you don't know. How could you know? You, you might even start getting you know, past due notices in the mail. But what are you going to do with those? The same thing I would do. Well, I didn't. What bank is that? Must be a scam. I'd just throw it away and throw it away and throw it away. And finally, you find out it's real. Well, you know what you're facing then? You're facing eviction from that home. That's happening. Or you're facing tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees trying to put that Humpty Dumpty back together again. Just get HomeTitleLock.com right now and you don't have to worry about it. Use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself 30 days for free. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back.
Joining me now, the luckiest girl in the world because she gets to join me on my show, editor-at-large of Red State, Kira Davis. Kira, have we lost the American freedom-loving spirit? And this is what I mean. What, the coronavirus stuff during all the lockdowns, setting the virus stuff aside, Americans genuinely, I think, were under the impression that government here has the authority to tell them you will shut your business and you won't open yours and you can open yours, but just halfway, I'm going to be watching you. And it, how did it, that occur to Americans that they were that they had to accept that? This is America. This is not somewhere else. This is so weird. I really believe like this is the boomers. Like my mom, I was raised by hippies. My mom's like an original <laughs> OG, like F the man, F government. I, you know, when she was younger, never trust anyone over 30. Now my mom is like the most pro-government, like everything the government says is for your own good. And I think what happened is the hippies, they, they grew up. They got a little bit of power. They started getting these jobs and they thought, oh, great, we've done our job. We've done the work. Um, now everything is the way we want it. So we'll just keep, you know, now government is good because we're in charge of it. But of course, the problem was that the boomers raised the millennials. That wasn't the Gen Xers. That was the boomers. The, bo the millennials are typically like the second family of boomers. Like, I'm like a practice kid, you know? My generation, Gen X, like practice kids. Then they went and had their real families. And those kids are the participation trophy generation. And then now they're in positions of influence. Now they've been raised by adults who said, hey, we did everything, government is perfect now, so everything government says can only be right. And now here we are. I, I blame the boomers, to be honest. Sorry, mom. The, what is it? Is it, is it home then? I mean, I've been blaming schools a lot. I'm sure it has to have something to do with it. I've been blaming schools because all they teach is, you know, oh, America was, oh, we slaughtered the Native Americans and there was some slaves and then there was the horrible civil rights stuff. And that's pretty much all of America. Have a good one, class. We don't teach, you know, really in depth about the founding anymore and why it was different and why it was great. I've been blaming schools. You think it's home? It's both. It's all. The boomers control the schools, too. The boomers brought communism into the schools under the guise of what they, we don't call it, we didn't call it social justice then, but it was basically the same thing. It was a bunch of people who thought we're gonna do things better than our parents. Our parents didn't have a clue. Sure, they went through the great war, but what do they know? They don't know what real life is like now. And so I did, this is all, I, to, to coin a phrase, this, these are the chickens coming home to roost. Now for you, Jesse, you are always the guy, you're the pessimist, but I am the optimist. And I believe that this could be a turning point for us. I think I'd love to come back and talk to you after the election, because I think some things are going to change after the election, maybe some bad, but some good, because I believe there are a lot of Americans out there who are like, oh, holy crap. I didn't realize the rest of this country was so um, dedicated to big government and so willing to roll over. And a lot of people like you and I, Jesse, we don't take those concerns to the streets. We take them to the ballot box, which is what our founding fathers originally intended. So November might have some, I don't wanna like be too optimistic, but 
uh, given what the shift we've been seeing in education, the shift we've been seeing in how people are viewing higher education, and even how they work, working from home versus working for unions for a big corporation, I believe we're going to see some interesting and possibly positive changes. But after the election, because people like you and I, Jesse, again, we're not, we're working, we're busy, we're not the type of people to be out in the street burning crap down. We're going to go to the ballot box. I think there's a lot more of us than than we might think. Well, I'll burn crap down. You might not, but I will. All right, let me be clear about something. I, I appreciate your optimism. I'm not trying to be king pe pessimist, and I agree there are some positive trends. We have a 400% increase in Texas as far as homeschooling goes. So the more kids getting out of government schools, the better. And I love that you, the universities are starting to get looked down on. I think a university professor should be thought of on the same level as a prostitute. I, I, I think these are all wonderful things in the United States of America. However, and I want Donald Trump to win re-election. You know, I don't swing anybody's pom-poms, but I really don't want Biden. I really want Trump to win. But let's say you're right. Let's say Trump goes in and curb stomps Biden and Republicans have this big sweep because it's this massive population rejection of what, though? That's my question. What are they rejecting? I understand the Democrats are horrific now, and I would love it if we went to the ballot box and threw them all out. I hope all that happens. But are we fundamentally different the next time there's a virus with a 99.7% survivability? Or are we all just going to bow our heads and go home for master government because she said to? We very may well be different. I guess this is my point, that now that we're, we're living through this, we thought we could trust, a lot of us thought we could trust what the government was saying. Now we see this information coming out of Nashville where they actually suppress the numbers to keep bars and stuff closed. And I'm living in a state like California, which is blue, true blue. And a lot of the voter, I live in the most populous area of California. So, and this is true blue. A lot of my friends are liberals and voting Democrats, and, but they're also business owners and they're actors and they're musicians and they're people who with kids who they need to send their kids to school so they can go to work. They, these are the people who are also looking at this and saying, hey, I'm on board for all safety. I hate Trump, he's the worst. Hydroxychloroquine is awful because Trump said it, I get that. But at the same time, my livelihood is tanking. We cannot give these people this type of power anymore. So will it change? I don't know, I, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think we may see some people treat the next wave of whatever this is a bit more skeptically. and. The, what will tell us that, Jesse, is what the down-ballot votes say in November. Not what the top officials say, not Trump, not your governor. The down-ballot, the people who are controlling your local council. There's going to be a lot of surprises there, a lot. And that is what is going to scare the people at the top. That's why I say I'm interested to see the election, not because I think Trump winning or Biden winning will affect their fans either way, but because I know that the down-ballot races are going to send messages to those at the top. Our Governor Newsom isn't on the ballot this year. He's got two years, so he can do whatever he wants. Same with Garcetti in LA. He's terming out. He can do whatever he wants. But guess what? The next guy that's coming up behind both of them, they're going to see what happens on these down-ballot races in November. It's going to inform a lot about what they do in the next few years. Kira, I need you to merge this world for me. I've been, I'm curious about this because I have a few Democrat acquaintances, nobody I'd consider friends. I'm not purposely rejecting them. I just don't hang out with dirtballs. I'm kidding. But seriously, you're Democrat friends. Business owner, Democrat voter. Do they ever 
merge those worlds? Do they, do they ever, I mean, what do they feel when they get their idiotic California millionaire tax down on their head? What do they feel when they get the newest environmental regulation? Did they ever look in the mirror and say, man, this is kind of on me? Um, when it affects them, yes. You know, like a lot of people, I think most people are, are a lot, are very narcissistic, especially when it comes to politics. And I think a lot of people, California is a busy state. We, it's a very go, go, go state. A lot of people don't have time to do good things for each other, to volunteer their time. And so what they do to feel good is to vote for things. And why do you hate schools? If there's a measure on the ballot to tax you another $12,000 a year for schools, how could you say no to that? How do you hate kids? How do you hate teachers? So in in my friends' minds, they're not bad people. They're good people who are busy and they don't feel like they have time to go volunteer or go do this or that, the stuff that you and I might do because we understand those things make more of a difference, but they use their, their vote as the virtue signal. And it is when these things converge to change their lives, that their votes change at least temporarily. And my dentist is a great example. She knows what I do for a living, so she's always talking to me about this when I come in. I go in recently, she says, I I voted for Newsom, I'm a voting Democrat. I had to close my business and turn away customers for months. Meanwhile, I'm watching these people march in the streets, burn down businesses and homes. I've had three colleagues commit suicide in the last three months because of these lockdowns because they were the only support in their family. She said, I'm looking at Trump on TV the other day and he's talking about opening the economy and I'm thinking, which of these people are on my side? And she's whispering this to me. We're the only two people in the office and she's whispering this to me. She's like, to me, it seems like Trump is the one that's on my side. So she said, I told my husband, we're voting for Trump. And that's that, you know, I might not vote Republican moving forward, but at this time, I feel like the only way I can protest this is to vote for Trump, because what I see is driving me insane. How many cavities did you have? Like I have 400 billion, and it's not even funny. That sucks. That sucks. My wife goes through the same thing. She always has a little cavity in there, and it gets yeah. her so mad because she's one of these health freaks, and I'm definitely <laughs> obviously not, and I never have a cavity ever, and I come home with this clean bill of health, and it just makes her furious. She hates it. It's great. Kira Davis, thank you, ma'am. Bye. Now, have you bought your Vault Pro safe yet? Do you know? One, it's a veteran-owned company. Two, Warrantied for life. You know how absurd that is? You can't find a rock that's warrantied for life. Vault Pro safes are. And they're made in the United States of America. American jobs. And you gotta have it right now. You just have to have either a gun safe or a walk-in vault, a storm shot. Have something and you can get all of it at Vault Pro. They have stock items. They have customization options. I'm talking workbenches, gun racks, you name it. A long list of things. And they still have a Labor Day sale going on. I know what you're thinking. It's not Labor Day Labor Day anymore. They're keeping the sales on. Go to vaultprousa.com. vaultprousa.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Go get yourself a safe today. We'll be back.
One of the things that really decides presidential elections is one of those things that's hard to describe. Momentum, excitement. Excitement wins presidential elections. Who is more fired up than the other guy? Whose people are more fired up? Because when people get excited, they tell their friends, they tell their family. It's just a sign. It's an, it's an outward sign of what people are feeling on the inside. And I'll be honest, I thought Trump was probably going to walk away with this election the way it's looking right now. Until I saw this parade for Joe Biden, man, the, you, can, you can just see how much fun they're having. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.